Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out Five Reasons YouTube before floor, an hour before every Heat game. Post up 5R as soon as the Heat game ends. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Brady Hawk always gets those takeaways out as soon as the buzzer sounds, even when he's at the arena like he was tonight, and we do not have a paywall. So go to FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. Also, make sure that you get yourself in shape. Check out Intense Nutrition, okay? It's in Coral Springs over at 2540 North University Drive. This is the place you go if you're tired of three-letter chains, not really paying attention to you when you come in the store, trying to sell you something just because corporate tells them to do it. No, at Intense Nutrition, they will work with you directly. They got the Intense Cleanse and Detox. You can help, help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in 10 days or the specific stacks, whether you're an aging man, a budding athlete, or you just want to fight cold and flu season. Also, the pre- and post-workout regimens, they have all of that stuff there. Superior quality and superior service and Intense Nutrition Mention five reasons and you get 20% off everything in the store except for protein. So again, the phone number is 954-775-0257. They got a Facebook page, Intense Nutrition. They got an Instagram page, Intense Nutrition. Check either of those out. And again, it's 2540 North University Drive in Coral Springs. And now, tonight's episode. Down to Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. Brady and Alex at the arena tonight, so they'll be catching you up on Twitter. The Brady, he's, I don't know, he's 9-1 and one now when he goes to the games. He even counteracted the the Drake jinx, uh, which is remarkable. So Greg and I are handling things tonight. You can follow Greg at Greg Sylvander. And of course, you never know what kind of a news nugget that he's going to drop, but we're going to focus tonight. We'll get into all that stuff another time. And we, we did before floor, we covered some of the Donovan Mitchell stuff and the Tyler hero extension stuff and everything. We're just going to focus on this game this night. Cause I think this was a significant game for the Miami heat. Um, this was the kind of game they beat the Atlanta Hawks 124 to 118 to sweep the home and home when they're seven straight at home, we know how infrequently this team has played at home of late, but now they get Philadelphia at home tomorrow uh, and they or Saturday, if you're listening to this on Saturday, and then they get Toronto at home on Monday. But this was the kind of game where like they did not play the way that Eric Spolster wants them to play. They gave up 40 points in the second quarter. They fell behind and they won anyway. And, and to me, Greg, that's the significance of tonight is, they made enough plays down the stretch and they just felt like a team that like, if they could just get two stops, three stops, they would figure out a way to win this game. And they did. I think this is the kind of game that we're going to remember going forward as a game where they just sort of figured out like how good they are when they just concentrate. It's so true. And if you think about any contending team that, that Miami's had, They've they've generally there's been a couple teams like maybe the the 06 squad will will not say them, but all those big three teams and even the the heat team that won in the bubble, 
uh, they gutted out victories where things didn't always go their way early. And um, although they got off to a fast start, they got punched back in the mouth, down six at halftime. Uh, they actually reduced the lead by one going into the fourth, which, which I thought was quite an accomplishment considering that, you know, they kind of didn't play well. And then to just to, to grind out that fourth quarter, they, they couldn't get in, in front of them. It, it seemed like, uh, you know, it was starting to get weird around the five, six minute mark. And then they just turned it on and you saw them execute down the stretch. Uh, Jimmy made some big plays around the rim. Tyler hero made a huge three. Kyle Lowry started to dictate tempo and things just came together. And usually that's the sign of a good team when things aren't going right. And you think that they could maybe say, okay, this is just an off night, or we're not going to, we're not going to beat this team and break the, you know, break them down eight quarters consecutively, you know, in a home and home. And they didn't do that. And so, so to me, that's all super positive, especially efficient. Jimmy is positive. Tyler hero getting to the free throw line positive. There's some negatives we're going to get to as well, but overall, I think, um, this was a, a, a to your point. It's one of those games where you say, okay, like if you're really a contender, these are the ones you gut out. Yeah, there were some things that were brought up tonight that are concerns, and, and we'll get into more of those. And of course, the other the real reason this day was significant was the news coming out that Bam Adebayo is targeting a Monday return. So this is going to look a little bit different down the stretch. And I think on Sunday night we're going to do the Bam episode. We're going to take a look at all of the ramifications of Bam's likely return against Toronto. So we're not going to focus on it too much tonight. But, but I think what you saw tonight, again, was they have so many options to get them through parts of the game. So, right, so if you look at the stretch in the third quarter, you're carried, okay? I mean, he gave them four straight baskets, and you could tell that Jimmy and PJ and Kyle were looking for him, and he was finishing. They all were. It's like one took a cue from the another. Max Struess carried in the first quarter, had the collision, too, really, yep. really didn't do much after that, right? Caleb Martin made huge plays down the stretch of the game. Our guy we had just had on the podcast because he was the designated trade defender, but also they were able to switch everything. But then Caleb with a huge block, terrific defensive plays, getting on the floor. I said tonight to me, Caleb Martin is what they wanted Andre Iguodala to be last year. You know, the guy that they could put in and they know that he could, he could handle a bunch of guys. And Andre, I know, you know, I like the resurrection season in Golden State and the fact that he's back out with him, but he wasn't that for Miami last year. What, what Caleb's giving them, they didn't get from Iguodala last year. Um, the flexibility, the athleticism. Andre had that early in his career. Caleb has it now. Okay. So I, I just think, and then, and then you look at the end of the game, the huge three from Lowry. Playing with five fouls, Kyle did for the entire fourth quarter, pretty much, which was critical because Spolstra did a couple of things tonight. We got to watch. And even Ron Rothstein said this at halftime. He said, it's tough to play 10. It's tough to play 10. And if you look at the first half, he didn't stagger. He rolled out the, the reserve five and they got walloped in the second quarter. Okay. And we are going to have to talk about Duncan. They got walloped in the second quarter in the second half. Duncan played, but not a lot. And Gabe didn't play at all. He shortened the rotation a little bit. Lowry played with the five fouls. I don't think Gabe was a problem tonight, but again, I just think it came down to bodies. And then they also had a stretch where Deadman gave them important minutes tonight and ended up with a pretty good box score. And then you end up closing basically with Jimmy and Tyler, which is the way that without Bam, that is supposed to play out. So it, it what it is is, the really good teams, they have guys who can step up in certain situations and give them just enough to get through a section of the game. 
And then the other thing, Greg, that, that really struck me tonight from a positive standpoint, and we'll cover the negative after the break, but from a positive standpoint is Atlanta completely cracked down the stretch. Miami didn't. And there were a bunch of tweets that came into me tonight and said, this is the kind of game the heat would have lost last year. That's so, so true. I, I think all of that plays into, I, this is a very, very, in my view, a Spolcher is going to hate the point total against, I'm sure he's going to talk about it, but to me, it's a very good night for the heat because they really didn't have any business winning this game. Yeah. And Spolstra too will hate the 130 offensive rating that I'm sure Atlanta posted. I don't know how, what it ended up being, but at one point in the game, that's where it was at. Uh, I, you have to credit the heat for a couple of things here. And there's just a few points that I want to touch on before we go to the break. And then we'll touch on the negatives. We hate to close a pot on the negatives, but we'll, we'll, we'll tie a bow on it. I promise uh, to the listeners. They, they cleaned up the turnovers. I think they had 11 in the first half. They closed with 15 turnovers. That's the sign of a team that can get organized and figure it out. I think you're going to see Spolstra come to when, when, when this really boils down, you're going to see Jimmy PJ, Kyle, Tyler, and bam, getting 30 minutes plus, and then he's going to mix and match based off of who's playing well, gut feeling, uh, different, um, you know, matchups, etc. And that kind of versatility is huge. I don't see how he can sit yurt when bam gets back. Like, obviously, Bam's going to start, roll right in there. I think it's going to be interesting to see if Duncan just gets that spot. I know Spo said that, so that might be what he goes back to. But, but that's going to be interesting to watch. And That's this is the tougher. last point this I know, I know. And this is where we're going to go in the second half uh, after the break. But the last, the last point I want to make the all defensive lineup of Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry late in games. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that I don't think we all knew we, that the team had and Spolster is going to lean into that come playoff time. Well, and that doesn't even include Vic. Uh, who who might get mixed into that at one point. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they can roll out six. I mean, they have six legitimate because I, I don't think we anticipated Caleb Martin. And honestly, they needed to. If a point guard was going off, they could roll out Gabe too. They've got seven guys because Gabe has had some big fourth quarter moments offensively during this stretch also. So you're talking about seven guys you can roll to defensively. I don't know that a lot of teams in the league have that. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other side of this. I, I do want to get into your a little bit more because uh, there is a BAM factor here. And we're not going to do a lot about BAM tonight, but also I, I, we have to talk about Duncan. I, I just think we, we must. Okay. Um, because even Eric Reed has started to call it out a little bit, especially these games at home and we're back home again. Uh, and tonight he just basically said, you know, this is an empty night uh, for, for Duncan Robinson. We'll talk about that in a second. Before we do talk about a couple sponsors, of the five reasons sports network. And then at the end, we're going to introduce something new. We got a victory cigar from our friends over at city cigar lounge. So Greg and I are going to think about sort of our player of the game for tonight. We'll both throw it out there to you uh, at the end of the episode. Before we do tell you about a couple of the sponsors, prizepicks.com, the official daily fantasy sponsor of the five reasons sports network. You can play the power play, the flex play. You can play the NFL games this weekend. That's why I'm mentioning it tonight. Okay. So those wild card games, the one that the dolphins never play in, well, give yourself a reason to watch. Okay. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E get your initial deposit match. So you put down a hundred dollars, they will give you a hundred bucks and you do not have to play it all at once. Go to prizepicks.com, use the code five and for your premium CBD, go to therapistpreferred.com, use the code five RSN. That's five RSN at therapistpreferred.com. And you get 25% off your order, whether it's the gummies, the tincture, the sports cream, or anything for recovery or for sleep. All right, let's get to it. Um, let's talk your first. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. First, in this regard, (laughs) I hope Bam's watching, like really watching. Because here's the thing about your, look, he's still finding his way. He's a baby in terms of NBA terms, right? Even though he's, he's a reason. I mean, he's, 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 I think he's older than Bam actually, but he, but he's, he's a, (laughs) he's a baby in NBA terms, but here's the thing. When they give him the ball, he goes. And I just hope for the sake of the heat, if you're a heat fan, that Bam is watching this and saying, I'm better than this guy and look what he's doing. Right? So if Kyle or Jimmy or PJ get me the ball where you got the ball tonight, there's no hesitation. I go up, I go up. Okay. And you can still have passing skills. Like Yurt clearly has some of those skills. He's shown those lately, but still be a scorer first. And, and I, I think uh, Greg, I'll let you touch on this, but again, we're going to do a whole episode of it, but that's what, as I'm watching Bam watch Yurt, I'm thinking to myself, cause he's not going to think that with Deadman. like Deadman is a solid backup center. You know what you're getting, but Yurt has some of those, he has those alpha tools. Okay. And you just want to see, but he's not Bam, obviously. Defensively, he's not even in the same stratosphere as Bam. But Bam has to take on that aggression, right? Yeah, and the thing that I think you're touching on, it's kind of a fundamental thing. And it's like they talked about it in when I played high school ball. It's like when a big gets it, you just go directly up, keep the ball above your head, like that kind of stuff. I don't know that they're going to necessarily go to that extreme because these guys uh, look way cooler than I did back in high school trying to do moves or the big men I played with. But like there is something to be said for when they throw it to yurt and like literally within one second, 1.6 seconds, he gets the ball up on the rim like that's the kind of stuff I think Bam has the touch to do that around the rim. So he needs to go to that, be aggressive. Don't even think twice. Get those shots up. If he misses three or four of them, he needs to continue to go to it. Um, and I like that kind of blind confidence that Yurt has. He hasn't missed a ton of them to where he would lose that confidence yet. So so that is just kind of going his way. And I think that I, I just keep coming back to this and I, I don't want to I want to go less on Bam and more on Yurt mm. is that. Deadman's going to play because there's just there's going to be moments in the game where Spo's going to trust Deadman to just do the right things on on the defensive end and just defensive rebounding, etc. But Yurt's going to play. There's no way that he gets squeezed completely out of this rotation. Like about Markeith, yeah, you're right. Like that. Ultimately, we may be making more of a deal because of PJ's versatility and Caleb's versatility, Mm -hmm. a bigger deal of needing another four because now they have Yurt and Deadman that can split big man minutes as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, you're, you you had, you had a situation where you had Yurt and nobody else. I mean, except with the games that PJ was playing and now you've added Deadman back to the mix. You're going to add Bam back to the mix. You've got Martin who's playing small ball for tonight. I think the Markeith Morris thing might have come and gone at this stage, honestly. Like, he's missed so much time. And I know he's a vet. He can pick it back up. But, I mean, it's 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 getting even weirder. Like, even tonight, like, he's out of protocols. He's back out on the court, but still not available, you know? So, it just 
it doesn't feel like they're in any particular rush. And, you know, I, I know I've been told again that they, there was some concern about, you know, the proximity of the injury in terms of, you know, this could be a long-term thing if you don't handle it correctly. I, I get it, but it's still, it's just, I, it feels like there's certain guy like we may just talk about Marquise Morris is like Mo Harkless. I mean, not he's contributed more, but just like, okay, he came, he went, and that was the end of it. He was a minimum contract and they're going to play the kid now. I, it, it feels like that's where this is headed. All right. Before we get to our cigar, our, our victory cigars here tonight, we got to mention Duncan here real quick because you know, I tweeted it out again. And, and, you know, I think we all respect Eric Reed and he doesn't really say things <laughs> you know, uh, that are kind of, you know, negative towards players, unless there's a sentiment that's been going around a little bit. And and this is not the first time this year uh, that he said something like this. And I'm trying to find the exact quote, silent movie for him tonight, Eric Reed on Duncan Robinson. And and again, usually Eric's pumping up the, you know, the consecutive game streak and the the games with the three and all that. But this was one of those games. And look, we didn't talk enough about his really strong game the other night. So I want to be fair. Okay. But at the same time, like Struess gives you 16 right off the bat tonight, right? And they're now they're undefeated with Struess as a starter. They're seven and zero, so I think it's seven six and zero or seven and zero. And it's just this was one of those games tonight where it's just like I, I understand what what the Heat say about the gravity and teams are afraid of him having eight or nine or ten threes. I understand he had eight the other night, and and he makes but Atlanta wasn't even really trailing him tonight. I, I was watching him specifically. And then really there was nothing. He wasn't doing anything else, anything else. No. And he got yelled at by Kyle and then inbounds play. I don't know exactly if he was like telling him he was in the wrong spot or whatnot, but this is the thing with Duncan. It's all good this season. If they have so many guys outplaying the value of their contract Mm -hmm. that they can absorb the fact that Duncan's not playing up to the level of his, you know what I mean? But ultimately where we're going with this is, and Barry Jackson wrote a really informative column that I, um, that I thought was really well done about, you know, they're going to be up against the tax when they pay. And you, we, we touched on what is Tyler hero going to get as far as an extension this summer or, you know, right before the season starts. And then you have Gabe and you have Caleb and you have Omer and all these different guys, max that is up for uh, extensions. You're going to be deep in the luxury tax. And I just have a hard time believing that they're not going to look at Duncan Robinson and say, wait a minute, do we trade him for a player that has an expiring contract or has a contract that expi- that expires sooner than Duncan Robinson's does? And it becomes a financial move only because, yes, there's going to be nights where he goes crazy off the bench, looks amazing like he did in Atlanta, and you're going to play him a ton. But then there's going to be nights like this, and that's okay for this season. That'll stem the tide. But going forward long term, it's not sustainable. So that's where the, the rubber will meet the road eventually here. But for now, there's no pressure to move. Like, I, I don't want to overanalyze this at any point. Like, Max was was uh, hot to start the game and kind of got shelved uh, mm. as they went on. And Duncan will have those days, too. Well, but he, he got shelved in part. I mean, he only played 15 minutes the other night. But he got shelved in part tonight because he, he bled. I mean, uh, you know, they went to the locker That's room. That's true. I, and, and sometimes we know that when, when you know, guy is out, you know, Spolstra either forgets about him or just decides to roll with what's there. So, so I don't know necessarily. <laughs> Sarahly that uh, it was a product of him not playing well enough. Although I, I thought Max struggled at times defensively tonight, but, but look, there, the, the thing about it is this, okay. There's going to be a point where Eric Spolster is able to give Duncan sort of one last chance to salvage this season. And that is when Bam and Jimmy are both back, right? Monday. Right. 
And, and if he doesn't put Duncan in the starting lineup there, he's telling us something, right? You and I both think he will. But then I don't think that the leash is going to be particularly long, either in games or during this stint. I, I just feel like you've seen what they can do with Max as a starter now. And, and this is another thing. There is a, we've talked about this whole alpha thing. And Max is an alpha and Duncan is not, okay? And you can just see there's a comfort level of Jimmy playing with Max, okay? That it's just they play off of each other. Uh, Struess, uh, you know, is, is more of a cutter. I know we've talked about Duncan improving as a cutter, but Struess is more of a cutter, which plays into Butler's game. It just feels like they're old friends playing together. Whereas with him and Duncan, it feels, and we said this about Lowry and Duncan, it feels like they kind of just met, right? Like I, I yeah, no, now, that, now, it's, ba- that's a great Bam, analogy. Bam and Duncan, there is a natural chemistry too. So I think we have to see that. But Jimmy and Kyle, it just feels like there's more of a chemistry with Max. And I think that is ultimately where this is going to go. But I think Eric's going to give him one last look. Awkward. Oh, it's going to be awkward, Ethan. I just have a feeling. It's a gut feeling. Call it an intuition, uh, intuitive feeling. It's going to be awkward. Well, he, he's got to come out. Look, he's got to come out shooting the ball well. If he shoots the ball well, everything goes, it goes away. But on a night like tonight, like you just... You wanted guys who were going to get on the floor at the end of the game and like Spo picked the five that I would have picked. I mean, because because you know what Tyler is going to give you offensively. And that's where we're going to close uh, here tonight uh, with uh, mentioning City Cigar Lounge, which is a great spot in downtown Miami. We're going to start doing some watch parties there. It's right down the street from the arena. They got more than 50 different types of premium cigars and more than 350 types of liquor, scotches, bourbons, whiskeys and tequila. And they got a real comfortable environment with comfortable, classy leather chairs and all that good stuff and a great food menu. And again, we're going to have the watch parties. It's right in downtown Miami city cigar lounge. And we're introducing after victories our victory cigars here sponsored by city cigar lounge. Um, we got to pick two different guys every night. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll go to it. Um, I'm going to go. I, I know there's an obvious choice. I'm going to go to Tyler here for this. I, he fought through it. Um, this was not a perfect night for him. He was very sloppy with the ball at times, but again, down the stretch of games when, <clears throat> when they need buckets, he steps up and he makes plays. And so I, I, there's other guys I could go with who might be more deserving, but I, we haven't really mentioned Tyler tonight. And I wanted to credit him at least for sort of working through what will not go down as one of his better overall nights, but was damn good in the fourth quarter when it counted. I'm glad you chose Tyler so that we got, to give a little bit, a few flowers to Tyler on this episode, because we kind of completely skipped over him. And you're right, like he ended up turning out a really nice game. But uh, the player I'm going with is Jimmy. And boy, is it nice to have our closer back. And it was nice to see him, uh, you know, box plus minus plus 19, 10 assists, two turnovers, two steals. Like he's efficient, getting to the line, all the things you want to see from Jimmy. Um, So to me, like that is a really positive note, especially with Bam coming back Monday. Uh, So now it's uh, it's on to Philadelphia, but a healthy Jimmy always means good things for this Miami Heat team. And uh, I predict, you know, he's going to be the guy who represents them at the all star game. I I think so, too. He also survived a couple of things. One, me saying that his ankle looked good, which is agent Bernie Lee got upset about on Twitter. So, Bernie, I apologize. Be careful. Uh, I I know. I don't want to piss Bernie off. Uh, and secondarily me saying, and I'll just acknowledge it. Cause I know you guys want to come out with it. That on our DM string, I said, Oh, is this the night? Is this night going to end with a bad Jimmy Butler shot? It did not. He finished. Uh, he put them up four late and, uh, and Jimmy was Jimmy tonight. They needed him to be all right. The heat win 124 to 118. 
and they are now one game as we speak behind the Chicago Bulls for first place. And they got Philadelphia coming in, which is pretty, the Sixers are kind of hot right now, actually. And then they get Toronto, which has been playing reasonably well also on Monday. But these games are at home. We'll have full coverage for you over the weekend as well. Have a good night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.